Hello and welcome to another episode of Viper Rambles, starting with the topic, ridiculous claims that Coke and Pepsi enlarge testicles. Due to my, I wouldn't call it love, but constant usage of Coca-Cola and Pepsi, I was sent this endless times. New study reveals that drinking Coke and Pepsi leads to larger testicles and more testosterone. A study has revealed how drinking Coca-Cola and Pepsi can lead to large testicles and higher testosterone levels. The Northwest Mizu University in China was attempting to determine the impact of carbonated beverages on fertility and sex organs in men. So thankfully, someone down here, uh, Mr. Beats, I've seen him on YouTube before, he linked the actual study. And so when I read the study, I was like, this can't be the same study that is being referenced. What the hell? I then cross-referenced where this study links was done and them saying it's at this Mizu University and it was the same one. And so I've summarized it in a tweet. Study, four groups of 30 mice drank varying amounts of Coke and Pepsi and they had one control group with water. Study conclusion, drinking Coke or Pepsi could promote testes development, enhanced testosterone in mice testes. Not meaningful, except as a bullshit clickbait headline. The original has like 90,000 likes with people just uncritically being like, well, this is interesting. And I saw a bunch of other publications like uh, Dextero, whatever they're called. They just uncritically repeated this as well. Is a classic comic about this issue. How science reporting works. We destroyed 10% of cancer cells in a lab rats trial. Cancer cured. We didn't cure cancer. We're just moving faster towards a future treatment. Time travel discovered. Fuck you. Scientist rapes reporter. <laughs> it's very true. Like everything just gets sensationalized. Like. I'm not saying the study that they did is illegitimate or is methodology poor. I can't really assess that. Merely that what they write as their conclusions is obviously not what is being reported as the conclusions of the study in the media. This is somewhat speaking outside of my purview, but I have seen stuff about this where mice aren't used because they're like the best thing to test on. You can breed them at a very fast rate and you can buy them for very cheap. I'm not throwing my hat in on whether mice should be used or what have you. Uh, I'm just saying using mice in studies like this isn't unorthodox. It's simply that it has to be the first stepping stone to actually testing this in better ways. YouTube is restricting better quality video settings to YouTube Premium. I saw this both on TikTok and on YouTube via Two Clicks Philip, but apparently YouTube is trialing a like higher bitrate version of their resolution options for videos. So rather than saying 1080p, it will say 1080p premium, enhanced bitrate. I don't have this available to me. And this is meant to be for YouTube premium people and I have YouTube premium. So obviously they're just trialing it, but I want to know from you guys in chat, do any of you see this? You don't pay for YouTube? Oh yeah, but it'd still show you that even if you don't pay because they want you to pay for it. The goal is to get more people to jump into YouTube Premium. So no one says they haven't. What would enhanced bitrate even do for the viewers? That's the question. As Clicks Philip talks about in his video here, are they upping the bitrate in a way that's you can tell, or is it just gonna be like one node, like less compression, or are they reducing the bitrate of normal 1080p and then you have just like the old normal 1080p becoming this premium version? No one seems to know what they're doing. It's just a thing that they've gone, here you go. I'm not aware of any documentation from YouTube explaining what this does, and so we're all left clueless. And so I was just interested if any of you had an experience with this new feature, and apparently not. So we'll see. Either it'll get extended to more people uh, if it if it works, and people jump on board YouTube Premium, or they'll get rid of it. I guess we'll find out in the future. 
They probably want to reduce the bitrate without people noticing. I don't think putting in these sorts of things would cause people to less notice changes in bitrate. Like if they reduced the bitrate by 1%, no one would notice that from day to day. Unless of course you said, hey, here's a new feature. We're changing something about the bitrate. Examine the bitrate. That is definitely not their goal. Someone just linked me here. Apparently, I don't like just to read titles. YouTube says it isn't messing with 1080p. 1080p premium is higher bitrate. Options currently available to a small group of YouTube premium subscribers. Provides more information per pixel. Higher quality viewing experience. No changes made to the standard version. This is true. This isn't the first time YouTube has experimented with putting high quality video behind the premium paywall. Last year, the company ran a test that made it so some people weren't able to access 4K playback unless they were subscribers, paid subscribers. A move that garnered a lot of pushback from the community. I forgot about that. However, a lot of that came down to the fact that people were losing something they previously had access to for free. If YouTube truly is keeping the quality for the regular 1080p option the, at the same time, then the experiment is just adding a perk for paying customers. It is still in a way taking away something though, in that previously all quality options were free and that people could have the expectation that any additional improvements to quality would come to everyone in the same way that all prior quality improvements came to everyone. But it is, of course, not taking something that was free previously and uh, putting it behind a paywall, which is obviously better. Twitter is now putting previous free features behind a paywall. So there's been another development in, I swear I didn't buy Twitter for the money. I swear guys, but can you like give me more money, please? More money, more money now. Effective March 20, 2023, only Twitter blue subscribers will be able to use text messages as their two-factor authentication method. Other accounts can use an authentication app or security key for two-factor authentication. Learn more here. Like who doesn't love when a billionaire buys something and paywalls like every free thing on the platform. Like people are obviously making jokes. Come April, you'll be limiting certain letters to blue subscribers. Absurd. Obviously the reason why they've done this is as a method of authentication, text messages are the most expensive for Twitter. I don't know the exact numbers, but obviously like a, a text message costs something uh, where the app costs less to maintain. I, I, I saw the numbers somewhere, but regardless, clearly this is both a money saving scheme and also a way of getting people onto Twitter blue. But the absurdity of paywalling a security feature, like, come on. I would read the replies down here, but I'm sure there's gonna be some Elon fanboys like just ripping the worst goddamned justifications for the stupidity on Twitter. Be like, oh, he's actually a genius, man, don't worry. It's gross to say. While it is certainly true that SMS two-factor authentication is the least secure form of two-factor authentication, it was still better than nothing. And it being removed will result in some people simply having nothing rather than moving to the app. Facebook takes a page from Twitter's playbook with new subscription service. So Facebook is making some changes, guys. You guys still use Facebook? I'm sure some of you do, because in some countries it's still almost the prerequisite for doing anything. But obviously I don't use it anymore. Haven't logged into Facebook in well, I don't even think I have an account anymore. So I guess I can't even log in, but a long time. From the Zuckerberg himself. Good morning and new product announcement. This week, we're starting to roll out MetaVerified, a subscription service that lets you verify your account with a government ID, get a blue badge, get extra impersonation protection against accounts claiming to be you, and get direct access to customer support. This new feature is about increasing authenticity and security across our services. MetaVerify starts at $12 a month, on web or $15 a month on iOS because you have to pay Apple a small amount of money every time you pay through their service. 
We'll be rolling out in Australia and New Zealand this week and more countries soon. So the reason I'm bringing this up is to be like, suck shit everyone. I'm in Australia, I get this amazing new feature first. You guys gotta wait to get meta-verified? Get wrecked. Now obviously, this is really stupid. It was stupid when Twitter did it, it's now stupid when Facebook did it. As far as I've heard, the paid verification on Twitter hasn't been doing very well. It hasn't generated all that much income, especially by comparison to the amount that Twitter is paying in terms of uh, its loan repayments and interest and stuff. This is obviously not a new idea to have subscription services attached to online websites and stuff, but this is a worrying trend of where like security features, verification and stuff is being paywalled. None of this is like some cool new feature. It's like, hey, here's like basic services for security you now have to pay for. I think people at Facebook were like, holy shit, like, are people really putting up with this on Twitter? Are, are you are you serious that people are defending this level of stupidity on Twitter? So this is just like free money we could just have by doing something entirely scummy and terrible. Really? Well, let's do it then, because fuck it. Because obviously, the purpose of verification and authentication is meant to be to prevent impersonation. If you are in a position where you can be negatively impacted by being impersonated on the internet, it shouldn't cost you money to prevent that. It's like, oh yeah, so you're being defamed and uh, your life potentially being ruined because someone's impersonating you? Pay us $12. Same thing with Twitter. It's just dumb. But what company is going to leave free money on the table, I suppose? And you know there are some people who are going to pay for this. 100%. It's actually kind of annoying on Twitter, as I've said before. Once upon a time, you would go to your verified tab and be like, oh, someone's like something I've done. And you click it and it's like some journalist or another content creator or someone who's been in some movies or something is, is associated with an org or something who's made an esports team and you'd be looking at them like is there some business relationship we can have here how does this person know my stuff what sort of avenues is my content being viewed in in the industry and stuff now when i look at it, i'm like ah oh, here's 15 people who paid elon musk eight bucks this is completely pointless like sometimes i have to like open the 15 people to find the people who actually matter in terms of my business, potentially, who might be some contacts for the future. It's to separate the people who've paid $8 from people who actually matter. And it's quite frustrating. Like obviously being in this industry doesn't make you better than anyone else. It is merely that a person who's paid $8 isn't particularly interesting to me. There is no reason why I should be alerted more for a person who's paid $8 versus a person who's paid nothing at all. In an ideal world, I would have Twitter be like, hey, here is a select amount of people who have engaged with your content who actually could be of an interest to you in a business sense. Which is kind of what verification was before, but now it's just, hey, here are people who have paid $8 to get that little modicum more of attention from you. Which is frustrating. Mute them? But many of them aren't bad people. But maybe I will have to start doing that, I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. They've directly made a feature worse. This isn't what verification should be. If it was the case on Twitter that verification was given to people unnecessarily or there were legacy accounts that had verification, fine, remove it. Although again, I can't really see how that would cause much problems with the platform. But the new system is infinitely worse in terms of it actually providing some benefit for the users. I made fun of Red Dead Redemption 2 and I didn't expect this response. So I said something controversial on Twitter. You know, Twitter, where no controversy happens. The thing is, though, my intent was not to be controversial. So GCABase.com tweeted out, Unpopular Red Dead Redemption 2 opinions. 
and someone added me, it's your time to verse Red Dead Redemption 2. And I was like, okay, we'll do. Because I was trying to stay awake, was a little bit bored, didn't have the en enough energy to work on anything. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll just like tweet out something. People understand that I'm not being super serious here. It's just like a meme forever that I somewhat roast Red Dead 2. But our people were not happy. <laughs> so I was like, they should have just made a TV show given that they had no interest in making an actual video game. I thought this was like a funny kind of roast. Because what criticism exists of Red Dead 2 usually focuses around the gameplay and the slowness of it as opposed to like the story and the characters which universally receives praise. I mean the game in general of course receives universal praise. I mean it is like the second fastest selling bit of media ever or something. It made like what a billion dollars in like a couple of days. Just behind GTA 5. I don't know why people take these statements so seriously given how successful the game was. Like obviously it's a good game that I didn't particularly like. And I thought this was also a little bit funny, like tongue-in-cheek, obviously I'm doing a little bit of trolling, I suppose, because of the Last of Us TV show doing so well, and that being based on a another video game that had an engaging story. But people were not happy. People were not happy. And the funniest tweets come from this guy, is just dubs. This guy really hates me. He's often in my replies just like, saying the weirdest shit. It's kind of confusing. But he's like, mad that Bonus Pelican took all your views. Your career is dwindling. Now, obviously I shouldn't give this any attention, but I just found this comment of all things so funny because like, Modest Pelican is one of, one of the few friends I have, right? <laughs> um, I say friends because we're not like in insanely close or something, but like, <laughs> of all the people to reference in such a context, and I thought he'd find this quite funny as well. So I, resp I responded to this, how could you keep this from me, Modest Pelican? Man becomes a better speedrunner than me, then kills my career, shaking my head. But this tweet also kind of was interesting to me because my response to it wasn't what I would normally expect it to be. Normally when I'm presented with the realization that people have false impressions of me, which I've talked about before, normally I feel a bit of sadness. But in this case, I just felt amusement, as I said to this guy. People can get very different ideas of who a person is for endless reasons. He doesn't hate me, he hates some idea of a person that is unknown to me. It amuses rather than annoys me, which perhaps shows I've grown as a person. Because that stuff would really bother me at some point. We've talked about it many times, how people jump in and out of your career based on some nonsense, and they can hate you forever. But I've kind of come to terms with it. There's a part of life, not just the life of a content creator, but life in general. Regardless though, I did once upon a time say I would stop tweeting out criticisms of Red Dead 2 and stuff, even if I'm joking. I just forget sometimes how serious people take the game. The creative process behind my newest compilation videos. But I'm spending a ridiculous amount of my time doing compilations at the moment. I hope people don't get sick of them, because I've done, what, three of the 22? Like, obviously I'm gonna space them out, I only wanna do like one a week or something, but there are thousands of facts and glitches in those series, most of them edited poorly because a lot of them were done early on. And it's far more interesting to see everything of related to one topic in a singular video. Edited far snappier and often with added footage, which I will sometimes do if the original footage isn't good enough. You gotta remember that most of my viewers haven't seen all of my videos. And even if you have, like this is years ago, you've likely seen a lot of this footage. So it's worth re-releasing it. Sometimes I do think I should put more effort into it in that I don't often re-record the voiceovers for the individual facts and glitches. So you can hear like the differences in my presentation style between like now and years in the past. 
I think it's it's interesting to me to hear that difference, but while I've had no complaints, I do wonder if it's jarring for some people. Like at the end of the day, I don't want to really be doing this work. Like I'd rather give it to someone else, but I'm the only person who can do it. This is not the most important stuff for the channel. Although some of these compilations have done better than like every other video on the channel recently. But I have to do it because it requires so much extra knowledge of all the content, as well as the need to like randomly grab some tiny amount of footage from a video eons ago to, to slot it in or to record the voiceover again or record new ones in some cases like I have to do this work and that's what I often end up doing in regards to my editing work it's not always the most important thing but it's the thing that I literally can't get other people to do for me. <laughs> Speaking of my compilations I couldn't think of what to name this series I originally started with like prologue has a lot more glitches than you would expect or something and I was like that's not a really good title I ended up going with let me ruin GTA 5 blank for you and I got this from Clicks Philip. I saw this and it was like, let me ruin CSGO's black site for you. And I was like, that's not a bad name for a series. Whenever it fits, obviously, when I'm show showcasing glitches and stuff, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. The old yoink and twist. Glow asked me about why this is called glitches and facts rather than facts and glitches. I don't know if facts and glitches sounds better or if it's simply that that's what it's been for so long that that's just what you're used to hearing. I prefer facts and glitches because G, the and symbol, and F looks less sus. It looks like gaff, as opposed to that reversed, which looks a little bit sus. But also, because this is often shortened in some cases, the earlier words are more likely to be seen, and I think glitches is more appealing to people than facts. Don't know that for certain, but it is also just a way of changing things up. And you'll at a glance be able to tell if it's a compilation or not because of the ordering of glitches and facts. And of course the word compilation, but you know. This is the widest face I've seen on a YouTube thumbnail. I've seen this thumbnail of Doug Doug so many times now. And every time I look at it, I think to myself, I just want to like stick an apple in his mouth. It looks like he's just buying so wide. He's trying to like, like take a, like half an apple at once. You can see it, right? Like I just want to Photoshop just an apple there. <laughs> It's the widest I've ever seen a, uh, a thumbnail face. Good video. Do I plan to retire soon? When do I plan to retire? I think about retiring every day. But I feel like I'm never going to retire. I'll just uh, become more and more just doing whatever the hell I want to do until no one cares. I always thought I would just end on a high note. But honestly, if I just end up with a couple of hundred viewers who want to chill out and just do stuff, that's fine by me. Most creators would be happy to have like four years of fame. Being uncomfortable chilling and playing games on stream. As much as I enjoy playing this game, like I, it's too much just like playing a game. As in when I'm doing challenge runs and stuff or speed running, I feel like I'm doing something special. When I'm doing this, it just feels like I'm just playing a game and you guys are watching. It isn't a bad thing necessarily, but it's just a different experience, you know? Like I'm just so not in the streamer mindset as some people are now. I always feel like I gotta be doing something special. I just need to learn to Relax and play video games again. 